I want to change the world, right? So, but we change it same as the coffee shop, one cup at a time is our slogan, or it's just changing it one family at a time. Hopefully that they don't hit a lot of roadblocks that we can change the next generation. Because um, my, my son, I think about, this is why I do it for him. I want to give things better than I found it, not worse. Yeah. And we need to do something for our next generation um, and don't just be a takers. Welcome everybody back to another exciting show of the About That Wallet podcast where we help you build strong financial habits. And I have the awesome opportunity to bring on Brandon Neely. Uh, who is a serial entrepreneur, a profit first and banking yourself professional, and a co-host of the Wealth Wisdom Financial Podcast with his wife and business partner, Amanda. So Brandon, you've been doing so many great things over the years, but also we go through a lot of troubles to see those great things. Can you talk about your first business, which was the, the coffee bar? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you want to know? Like, it, it was a great thing. Someone asked me, uh, would I ever do it again? I'm like, it was a great uh, MBA that I will never, ever, ever, ever do again. Uh, <laughs> and if anybody ever says, do you want to, would, would you open up a restaurant and do that? And I'm like, um, no, I'm not, not going to happen. So uh, I loved it. Uh, however, it was a challenge. You know, everybody will come to you when you own a, own a coffee shop and people think it's like exciting and, oh, I want to do that. Um, and they want, can I just pick your brain? Uh, was what they would say. Uh, and I hate when people say that, yeah, uh, especially when yeah, they come and they want to pick your brain and they never buy a cup of coffee. That pisses me off even more because I'm like, all right, you're not even going to buy a cup of coffee and I should charge coaching fees for you to learn about my valleys and uh, peaks, but they see the peaks. They don't see the valleys. Right. And, and that's one of the things that I have to say that a lot of people do is provide work for the mentor that they want to get to. So for you, did you have mentors along the way when you were starting this coffee shop? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there's several people that I would go and say, hey, how do you do this? Uh, we would uh, intern at another uh, coffee shop beforehand to learn well, how to run a coffee shop because we never did it before. Right. So we we did that before we even opened ours uh, and started that process. And then you have people along the way that are mentors or guides. Maybe they're not in the sphere of coffee but they're health coaches, uh, spiritual directors, pastors, uh, those kind of things that helped us overcome and grow and ultimately uh, transition out of that business because it was more than just a coffee shop for us. Nice. So when you say it's more than a coffee shop, what was it for you guys? I mean, it was about changing people's lives. Uh, ethical economics, uh, this is a money podcast. So we were like, hey, uh, let's make a difference by what we buy not just say we value this but but our values are reflected in our our purchases mm -hmm. and so that was a big reason as to why we started that 
uh, and community building. And so we would meet a lot of people in the neighborhood that we could connect with. And we ultimately did make a difference in there. Uh, I feel like I make a lot more difference um, within the finance world, uh, but it's it's um, it was great uh, learning experience. Nice. Um, so having that, that understanding of what set your business separate from everybody else's, because obviously a lot of people here that are listening, if they're planning on starting a business, they're like, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Obviously, you took the internship as an option, so that's a great way to leverage somebody else's knowledge, but also giving back at the same time, which yeah. is you giving them your time in, in form of payment. But then when it started coming out on your own, how did you separate yourself from the other coffee shops in the area? I mean, everybody knew us, oh. right? We were building Cheers, right? So you think about if you ever watched that show, Cheers, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the beer that was the deal. It was the people that were serving it and they were coming there for the relationships more so. So a lot of times we'd have uh, customers and, and real estate people, you know, they, they they had their office pretty much in my coffee shop. So we had a lot of good uh, friends, relationships that we just continued to build and they'd come in every day uh, or just hang out for hours. Um, you know, I mean, I have so many fun stories of those, those friends. We wrote a book together with one of them. Um, we, um, I don't know what else we did all kinds of stuff. Sounds like fun. Uh, definitely, you know, find something that you really enjoy versus just doing nothing. Do you even like coffee or you just, (laughs) just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, we were, (laughs) I would say, um, peep, you know, there's the hipsters, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they they all they drink is like uh crazy coffee i'm like man i was i'm more hipster than the hipsters because we owned a coffee shop right, right. you know you know so uh i don't like crappy coffee nice like do you make your own coffee now even though you don't have the shop anymore uh we don't roast it but i do make um coffee at the office uh, i thought i was going to be done with that but I, usually i make it for everybody here <laughs> every morning i'm like i thought i was uh, done with this uh but it nice. i don't know apparently i'm still in the coffee serving business in your veins man in your veins. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous i was like i was telling my wife the other day i'm like what happened um but I get here first so Nice. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit because you you changed, uh, you sold the business, um, mm-hmm. and during that time frame, you stumbled across something called infinite banking. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I kind of stumbled into it before while I had the coffee shop, and so my biggest risk was me. My biggest investment was me, and so we needed to protect that. And so, but. And also as a uh, coffee shop owner, I needed to still be saving for the future. So we did all this Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman stuff and learned all the stuff that we were supposed to do, you know, put, do the company match. Well, if you are, if you're the company, you're matching yourself. I mean, it's kind of, kind of ridiculous. So we're like, all right, well, what do we need to do? And how do I have a good savings? So I had come across this, um, concept uh as a book or a documentary called banking with life and met my mentor or 
like friend at the time. Uh, and uh, he had showed this documentary and we're like, man, we're doing everything wrong. We thought we were doing everything right. We were kind of taking down the debt. Now, here's the thing in the coffee shop world. When you start a business, not everybody gives you money. I mean, you can get money for going to school and an 18 year old can get 200,000 in debt to go to school. But if you try and get a business loan, you you have to have history, right? Which is insane. (laughs) And you're like, I just, I just, I don't even have, it's a new business, but you have to have history to get money. And, And we wonder why it's hard. So we took on a lot of credit card debt to get this going and, and thought we were very naive, but we learned about this concept, started saving, was able to use our cash value. It's a, it's a properly designed whole life insurance, which is where everybody will jump off the call or this podcast and say, oh, he's talking about whole life insurance. It's going to be a sales thing or, or they're just a, and it's make money, all that crazy stuff I've heard. But Here's the thing and why I'm in this industry now is I was able to use that policy to get out of high interest debt, pay myself back, uh, or you want to say pay the uh, insurance company back, but I was able to use that line of credit again. Mm -hmm. And I was able to use that same money when a flood happened in my business. Literally, this was, this was crazy. We had a, um, the roof was having a repair and we had a freak storm, one of those hundred year storms that happen every day nowadays. Right. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like they're all the time now. And we're like, oh yeah, here's the hundred year storm again. Um, well, that that happened. And I got a call. I went to the to work out because you talked about habits. This is something that made me help maintain and and grow, is I at least was going to the gym. Not much, but I was making sure I was going. And so I was on the treadmill uh, just after work and my staff calls me and I, I'm like, ignore it. Cause I'm like, I'll call them after I get done. Then they call my wife who's next, next door on the treadmill. And they said, uh, the store is falling apart. I need you to come in. And literally, literally we walk in, the store is falling apart. We're, we're in inches of water and able to at least overcome the flood because of having access to capital that I was able to use. Right. And uh, and what help happened at that time, I did not know my wife was pregnant at the time until like a month later, which probably shouldn't have been walking through, you know, <laughs> water like that, but we didn't know. Um, and we were like, okay, something needs to change. So we had decided um, we're going to sell this. Uh, business because we need to make it make a change uh there's other issues that were going on uh so then my wife is like um so now you got to go get a job because i can't get a job uh, i'm pregnant and and so i was like i i can't get a job i'm an entrepreneur it's not even gonna happen and so um still i was like all right uh, this is I go, I go look for a job. So started. And then I applied to work for my mentor who sells these type of policies. I was like, this has helped me. I've sent you clients. This might work. Uh, and so, so I applied and he said, uh, nope, you're too entrepreneurial. You'll, you'll break my systems. I was like, oh, that sucks. 
And then, then a month or so later, he comes back. He's like, I have an idea. How about you and your wife start your own agency and I'll train you? I was like, ooh, that sounds better because then we can play around with it in our own little sandbox. And, the, and he also knew um, that my wife will keep me from going to jail, you know, in case, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, compliance. Uh, so, so we started that our first name was grandma's wealth wisdom. When we launched that business, the tagline was sometimes intelligent skips a generation. (laughs) You look at our finances and people's finances. Right. And, and we're like, look at this, the people are all jacked up and broke just because we were risking saying no risk, no reward and never saving, right. We need to save and build a good foundation first so we were like yeah well let's be savers and and i will tell you and i I might get a little crazy here but i think a lot of this is by design to -hmm. keep us in that place of of confusion um and wall street knows it so uh so anyway uh launched into this i did not know that dave ramsey loves to hate on us i just knew this concept help me sell a business, help me buy a house, a lot of things that I'm like, hmm, maybe this works. And then you hear, oh no, we're the devil. We're, we're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm like, no, I, I'm just smart. Um, so we, we, we still help people hopefully be smarter with their money. And it's not an investment. I'm helping people build a solid safe foundation so they can risk with money they can afford to lose not with money they can't afford to lose so anyway i went ranting around here but um i love this this um being in this industry the amount of people and things i change you know having people crying on on my financial analysis calls i'm like oh this is this is great i mean kind of um but we're changing changing lives so and talking about changing lives how do we go beyond the uh the consumerism that's happening right now because there's other isms out there that we can yeah. get into but consumerism is kind of the i guess you could say the, mon- the monetary slavery that we're going through right now how do how do we yeah. get beyond that I think that there's a challenge, and I'll, I'll go into some acronyms, and this is in our new uh, money journal that we have, the uh, Five Smooth Stones Journal. So what we've been, and as we've done a lot of financial analysis with people, uh, what I've learned is that the world is in chaos, mm-hmm. right? And it's, um, you know, COVID taught us that. And it's confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. Right. And so we're confused, haphazard in our money, uh, overwhelmed, stressed out. Right. And so then what happens is, oh, you're overwhelmed. Let's just throw an ad to them and, and you deserve that thing. So we buy because we're, we are addicted to, to consumption. Right. Um, that's by design again. We are we are designed to consume. Uh, that's how the economy keeps going up, and why interest rates and all that stuff is played is because it's, it's all a game, right? Um, probably some people I'll listen here would be like, "Yeah, no, it's not." I'm like, "Well, no, it is." Um, 
right? So it's all giant, giant game to keep us on the treadmill, but we have to go back. And this is the, the challenge is most people haven't sat and thought about what they want. And I talk to people all the time. Um, they, and you said the habits, right? They haven't even figured out where they want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so our, our method, we call it the still method, which comes uh, from the, from the Bible, uh, be still and know that's where our overflow came from too, by the way. But um, we were like, okay, you need to set your sights, kind of know where you want to go. Right. Yeah. Is you, most people don't. Right. Then you need to track your in and out, which, which means you have to budget or something. And that doesn't necessarily mean budgeting, but you track your time. If you want to have a six pack abs, you need to set your sights. What kind of abs do I want? Track, you know, inspect your progress is the eye. Look for one person adjustments and live deliberately. Mm. That's the healthy habits. And if you, you know, go back 10 years and you say, I didn't get to where I wanted to go. I'm like, because you were sleepwalking through life, right? That's true, right? So, so we have to be intentional about that. And then when a commercial comes on that says, you want this, well, we already pre-designed, pre-defined what we want, mm-hmm. right? So that helps you put the blinders on so you're mm-hmm. not being consumed. Got you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm a business owner. I, I love shiny objects, right? right? Um, but we have to figure out what are those things that bring us uh, true happiness, true wealth, whatever wealth means to you. Um, and then, and then go for that. And, and then you don't need a hundred pairs of shoes unless you like that stuff, I guess. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't need that many shoes. <laughs> and I guess it's almost like you can live your rich life if you just focus on what you want. Keep the blinders yeah. on. Stop spending your money in other places. That doesn't matter to, to yeah. Well, it, what's what brings you um, joy, and sometimes joy, and uh, it, it can be a little uh, woo woo. But but what is brings you happiness? And and um, for me, I'm like, hmm, do I value a big house? Well, if I value a big house, I might not have other things. Yeah. Right. So I've thought about well. I want to be able to have my son visit six of the seven continents. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to prioritize that as, as I build my financial foundation. And hopefully they will actually take advantage of everything that you're putting into play. I'm sure you'll make sure you provide the educational tools. Um, oh yeah. Whether or not they're going to take it at the time you want to give it to them. <laughs> well, and that's where the infinite banking uh, policies and even our, our journal Nice. The thing was written for him, right? It was like, what would I do if I were to be gone tomorrow? What are the habits I would put in place? One of the habits is, um, you know, put the first things first, right? So um, in in the Bible, there's a thing called tithing, right? Yep. 10% goes to God. And then there's a book called Richest Man in Babylon. 10% of all you earn is for you to keep. Well, isn't that pretty interesting that you're, prioritizing what's important and then you move on so i want to teach them those concepts and then we also have a policy that my mother-in-law is paying for for him and it's his adulting fund that we'll probably use for real estate or something i don't know 
Nice. <laughs> Who knows if college will be around? Like people are saying, like, yeah, go to college. I'm like, college is going to be a billion dollars uh, when my son uh, goes up for college at, at this point. Yeah. So as we go through um, talking about the the second segment here, just kind of talk about just overcoming some of those adversities. Because um, you mentioned starting the business. We talked about that already. We mm-hmm. talked about um, changing the mindset to a degree of just consumerism. Now, some of the things that, um, what are the things that kind of separate people or some of the basic steps, the practical steps to help somebody go beyond paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, I think that we need to be saving first, just like the idea of tithing first, right? So start when when people say, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, no, You if you have a dollar, can you live off of 90 cents first, right? You know, and then you start squirreling that away, whether it's in a life insurance policy that's designed the right way or something else. Now, savings and investing are two different things, yeah. right? And so people are saying, well, I'm saving in my 401k and I'm going to get a company match. And uh, I I do like to ask people, okay, this experiment has been around since the 80s, 70s, 80s. How's that working out for uh, our parents, right? And do we want to do the same thing? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Apparently it didn't work. Something isn't working, (laughs) Um, right? So why are we gonna keep going down this uh, road? And I don't know, how how old are you? I am about to turn 40. 40, right? So that means you're a few years from 59 and a half, right? So we put money into the market and hoping it's going to be, and we lock it away, right? Uh, And then we're like, oh, it'll be fine. And and sometimes in these situations, uh, uh, we're like told, don't worry about it. It'll bounce back if something happens. But that's horrible advice, right? I mean, really, because the way if we were in a relationship that was, it'll bounce back, you know, don't worry about it. We would really still still get out. Back, yeah. <laughs> right. But it, it's, it's insane. And this knowing how volatile things are. Yeah. Right. And I worry for people who are like 20 or my, my son, who's five, I'm like, Oh man, we got to taxes, all kinds of stuff. So we need to start thinking for ourselves. Don't just give it to a money guy. Don't just give it to me or somebody think for yourself. And I think critical thinking is one of the things that we definitely have to start leaning into uh, as a society. Just kind of think beyond of what's being told to us. So, Brenda, you might be listening to the show or even watching the show. Like, you know, really think about, you know, what we're saying here. Obviously, we don't have much time. You have a whole life to live. But take the advice or take some of this information and apply it, really. Um, and going back to applying things, you're talking about profit first. Yeah. Um, I know you talk about pay yourself first is one thing, but starting a business, do you care about if they should take profit first before they start the LLC, sell all this extra stuff, or like sell a product first? Because I hear there's two different ways to do it. Either you start the business and then hope yep. to make money, or do you make money first and then really start the business? What are your thoughts? Well, you you have it's that chicken or egg thing, right? Yeah. So you have no business if you're not making any money. There's there's no business. 
right? Uh, it's just a hobby uh, at one point. So I tell, tell some of my clients, I'm like, all right, is this a business or a hobby? If it's a hobby, then okay, treat it like a hobby and don't take income from it or don't, you know, whatever. But if it's a business, then treat it like a business. And this is where in the fashion of putting money into the market, we want to return, right? Yeah. We And so we invest in other people's business. It's really what it is. Because when we put in money in the market, we're investing in Tesla stock and all this other kind of stock, right? For them to be profitable. And then we wonder why big mega corporations are taking over the world. I'm like, well, we funded them. Right, uh, we created the monsters. That's what I was wondering. Right? Like, it, the money. <laughs> right, but that's that's really what happened. And then we're like, yeah, but it's greed, and and then we'll, we, well, who cares? As long as like GameStop is giving me a return, it doesn't matter, right? But that's crazy advice, I think, because again, it looks like okay, if I run a profitable business, profit first, I want to have a business that's paying me. Whether it's, you know, you might not start at 50% profit alloc- or owner's pay. It might be uh, less than that because you just started. But you want to start somewhere. And then you make micro adjustments towards the, the numbers because it's it's percentage-based business, not a, or system, not a actual number. So you can allocate the percentages. That's why we do our community is saying, okay, what are the micro adjustments, the things we can make to move in the right direction? So start right when you start the business and you get your first check, put them in the bank accounts. Nice. See, this is great. I wish I had you as a mentor earlier. <laughs> it was one of the reasons why I started this show so I can learn more about the different ways of things that I, I didn't learn. Um, and that's yeah. kind of one of the things, the reason why um, I do it. I, this is a selfish reason for me doing this show. Oh, there you go. I, I <laughs> learned so much. I was like hanging around with um, friends. I was at a conference the other day and I, uh, I've i interviewed um, one of my friends, Profit First for real estate investors, mm-hmm. uh, David Richter. And I was like, oh, I, get to, I actually saw him in person. I was like, oh, this is weird. I didn't know you. I mean, I know what you look like, but yeah, you're, you're like shorter than, I don't know. He's fine. He's the same. He's a good height, but it's right. kind of, kind of like that's what that's what you look like yeah, in real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've met some of the people that've been on my show in person too at FinCon at the financial conference um, that they do every year. And I went for the first time, and I was like, "Hey, I listen to your show. Hey, I watch your show. You're actually here." Yeah. So yeah. it was actually so cool. Um, so before we get into the features, there's one um passage in the bible philippians 2 what does that mean to you oh you listened to somewhere because i was like how in the world are you pulling (laughs) pulling the bible out here um especially that verse so um that one is actually on my arm i don't know if you're on youtube but uh you can see it there Mm -hmm. um so and i know you did your research because you know that uh so um i um i'm of course married uh and uh this this i told my wife when we first got married you're going to move in with me because i make the most money uh it just makes sense and this bible verse came and said uh, treat put others before yourself 
right? In humility, consider others better than yourself. I was like, all right, you know, others better than yourself. Uh, that's a good, a good thing to do for somebody else. Um, and then this passage came up again the next day. Uh, and then the next day, and I was like, oh, what? This is, this is the, the man upstairs or somebody saying something. And then it came up again. I was like, oh, I got to move to Chicago, um, drive an hour to work, reverse drive, you know, because my job was literally five minutes away, which I was working for JP Morgan at the time. Um, and so it was really telling me I need to move, put her before me. Um, and we moved to Chicago and it was probably a, a very challenging year. Uh, it was the first year of marriage. I'm driving in Chicago traffic every day for at least two and a half hours. Um, but then we opened up a coffee shop later in that same space. And I know God called us to it um, or higher power, whatever you want to say. My, you know, um, we were just kind of stepping into the next thing. But as I serve clients, I have this facing me because really it's not about how much money do we make or how, how big of a financial firm do we have, but how do I um, keep them as the main thing, right? Uh, serving our clients, making sure they don't lose any money, which none, none of my clients have lost any money from the work I've done for them. I can't say about that from the market side, right? But I know what I do. And um, that's really uh, fun for me. Uh, and I will keep my integrity. Maybe I'm not going to be uh, uber rich, uh, whatever rich means, but uh, if you want to say monetary, right. but that's that's fine for me. Yeah. And that's one of the things like I like about this show is definitions take on so many different takes depending on who you ask. And, yeah. you know, it's okay to be selfish. <laughs> so, you know, if you say rich to you is rich in life, rich in, you know, value your time, family, health, um, then the finances is just an added bonus, then hey, you know. Well, and I, I will go back to our business name was called Overflow. Mm -hmm. There's a reason it was called that. And, but what I learned is if in small business, they say, oh yeah, but you love it. That's why you do it. And people will take everything from you and not put it back right when it, we're, we're launching a kickstarter campaign i'm like oh yeah help help us overflow mm -hmm. and, it, and it's hard right because people want they'll they'll take all the free stuff and and not leave anything for you yeah and what you have to do and this is why connection to faith relationships outside of work that you need to fill yourself up first mm -hmm. or in general or continue the habits to do that so that way you can overflow to the people around you, right? Because people will take, it will grow, but you need to make sure that you are constantly being filled up so you can do that. Because otherwise, if you don't take care of yourself uh, in those areas, you know, time, kids, everybody will take, you know, time, think things from you. Yeah. It's our human nature. Yeah, to fill a void, but also human nature is to help out too. But everybody, yeah, yeah, free without yeah. without money though. That's the thing, right? And yeah. and that's the the thing is like when you think see some of these things, um, for like uh, again, I'm just thinking about 
uh, our campaigns and different things. We will give to the big corporations, but not our next door neighbor or friend and say, oh, yeah, that's okay. They're fine. They'll make, I'm like, dude. Right. <laughs> because we don't have the big marketing campaign or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But we are drawn to the big and the cool factor. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't start that way. And that's that's where I love about our business. I'm five years old. I've made it through. And, and most businesses, I don't know, how old is your uh, you've been doing this for how that says coming up on three years going into the fourth year so so three years so i kind of think about this as when you run a business it's kind of like having a, a baby right and in the beginning there's all kinds of crap you have to deal with like literally yeah. <laughs> um and it, it grows as it grows they there's less different kind of crap you have to deal with but um but as and i have a five-year-old so i know yeah. uh but it's very similar to a human um but a lot of times people are like hey i want to be a 30-year-old business i want that i'm like you you're a newborn you're right. that, that's not going to happen <laughs> um stop comparing yourself to elon musk when he you know he's in a different league than you Definitely. Uh, um, we, I know we come up on time, but I want to make sure we get through these last uh, few questions here. So in the third segment, we talk about the features. What skills or habits do you feel that will take you to the next level? Oh, man, I, my percentages. So this is what's what's interesting. I, I am a minimalist in a, in a lot of ways. At least my wife makes me one for the most part. But, um, yeah, so so um, I, I feel like our percentages are growing. Our business is now past the five-year mark, and it's, it's kind of um, it's doing hockey sticks. And within the infinite banking space, people are coming back and saying, oh, yeah, what you said about what's going to happen in uh, two years ago is happening. I'm like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, but you didn't believe me. Because uh, interest rates were so low and it, it's going to stay this way forever. I'm like, it's not. It's not going to stay this way. And people were drunk on the Kool-Aid, um, right? And now it shifted. And they're like, oh, can I have a policy now? Can we start that? I'm like, sure. <laughs> but it still has to build. Yep. Um, so I just think, um, what was that? Where, where are we going with this? Um, where we're heading is serving more people. I want to grow our agency to have more sub agents because I have way too many um, meetings and not enough time. And I want to change the world, right? So, but we change it same as the coffee shop, one cup at a time is our slogan. We're just changing it one family at a time, hopefully that they don't hit a lot of roadblocks that we can change the next generation. Because um, my, my son, I think about this is why I do it for him. I want to give things better than I found it, not worse. Yeah. And we need to do something for our next generation um, and don't just be a takers. I don't know. The The environment we're in, it seems like it's a lot of more takers that has been created. And that's why the, the world is in shambles. And I'm, I want to teach my family and the people around me, we can change, we have to change this around. Yeah, it's, um, as you could say, like, now that I'm becoming the elders that I used to look up to, 
is how do we change that narrative that was given upon us or build upon it or dissect it and actually make it a lot better. Like you said, just leave yeah. it a lot better than what, than what we received it as. Man, um, anything. It's a lot, right? It's yes, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, anything you want to say before we dive into the last final four questions? I think the main thing I would say is like we have, uh, when you do a policy or, or any product, I don't care what the life insurance product, infinite banking, I want people to think for themselves. When somebody says, well, I want you to do it for me. I'm like, I can't. I, I, policy, I I could totally sell you something and and get, get it going. Uh, and people do this all the time. And then they sell uh, a, a widget or whatever, and then they're gone, yeah. right? I want to make sure that my clients can think for themselves. I'll be the guide. We'll create the buckets that work for them. But ultimately, they're the master of the ship. I want them to, edu- to educate themselves. That's why I created the, the Five Smooth Stones journal, is to be able to help them do that, you know, so that way they can figure it out. Now, of course, you have mentors and guides. We want to be that. Yeah. But ultimately, it's up to you, up to, you know, the individual. So go to there, download the, if you go to wealthwisdomfp.com slash shop, you'll see that it's an interactive money journal. You'll see those things as well as our podcast, YouTube, all those things. So that's main thing is get the tools and use them. Yes, please do. <laughs> Not just get them. Uh, all right. So you ready for the final four questions? Oh, yeah. Let's go. All righty. Number one, what does wealth mean to you? Yeah. I mean, our business name is Wealth Wisdom Financial. And someone had asked, why do you have wealth and financial? Aren't they the same thing? And I'm like, um, no, no. Uh, they are not. Um, because you could have live in Africa, have no money, and you have a wealth of community or something. You know? uh, and I think there's a lot of wealthy people who are broke financially. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, financially wealthy people who are broke in other areas, whether it's health, marriage, their, they, their kids they don't know. Um, those kind of things. And I think wealth is more than money. Uh, and I want to be able to build all of those from faith to family. I, I want my son to actually like me and to want to spend time with me. So then I can, whoever, again, reverse engineering. To, so my grandson knows, will like me, you know, or the, you know what I mean? Like he's not even here. Right. Uh, so thinking about those, those things. And so wealth means so much more to me number two what was your worst money mistake oh i would say um i i can't say going to college <laughs> I, but, um maybe uh <laughs> sometimes you know that um or you know starting a business right i mean but it was it was a crazy stupid I don't even know what the heck we were doing. Uh, however, it was a great decision. So um, what I like to think about is we are going to have money mistakes and we'll con- I'll continue to have them, but I want to be able to quickly change and say, oh, that's that was stupid. 
let's adapt real quick versus oh that was stupid 30 years later <laughs> um and we don't change right and and that's the problem i see you know, i deal with a lot of seven-year-olds so i'm like I don't, I don't know what to do for you I, you know we're 40 that's still young yeah so we got to get time yeah <laughs> to make a lot of mistakes <laughs> number three what is your favorite financial or non-financial book? Uh, this is where I'm supposed to probably say the Bible. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, that that's a good one. Uh, our our new book, of course, is my favorite right now, The Five Smooth Stones Journal, because uh, my wife and I, I mainly her, uh, wrote the book. Um, and that's really good. I love The Richest Man in Babylon. Um and we're readers, so I read all kinds of stuff. So is that those are several books right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the only one I don't have is your book. So I need to get your book. Hey, I mean, only one person has it, and that's me because it's only on <laughs> uh, Kickstarter right now. So you can go to the Kickstarter. It might be past Kickstarter phase. Totally get it. It's 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 going to be amazing. Nice. Um, all right, number four. What is your favorite dish to make uh eat is that what you said <laughs> to, to make if you like cook <laughs> so uh i am not a big um uh cooker like pasta stuff like that that's easy to do um we're, we're kind of minimalist in that that regard um but i like you know my grandma's recipes if, you know um I think she made a really good grape salad, which I found out wasn't really my grandma's. It was my aunt's because uh-huh. I posted a picture and my aunt was like, yeah, that's mine. I was <laughs> like, oh, well, whatever. Uh, still really good grape salad. So if you ever want the recipe, uh, everybody asked for it every holiday. So I got to make it. It's cream cheese, grapes, a lot of sugar and, you know, not very healthy, but it has grapes in it. So it's kind of healthy. <laughs> <laughs> whatever makes you happy <laughs> a little garden hey, i got greens in there it's right it's christmas time you know i mean you're supposed to eat that stuff <laughs> you're great <laughs> uh this is the last question of the show which is where could people find out more about you uh, you can find us on YouTube. We have a, if you go to Wealth Wisdom FP or Wealth Wisdom Financial on YouTube, uh, of course, go to our website, wealthwisdomfp.com. Uh, we also have a community site uh, there so you can join the community for free. Uh, and then we have, you know, little things that we teach along the way. Uh, but go to wealthwisdomfp.com. It's where you can find most. And if you can't find me, looking up Wealth Wisdom Financial. Um, call me and let me know that I'm not on Twitter or something and you can't find me because I better be able to be found everywhere. Gotcha. Oh, definitely. I'll let you know because I got to put the show notes together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Well, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Um, so everybody, if you're listening to this right now, you made it all the way through, you got some information out of this, make sure you please go ahead on and like, subscribe, share, and remember to always invest in yourself, invest in your knowledge, and to continue 
to build strong financial habits. All right, everybody. I'm out. Peace.